Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. God's preparation for those who love him. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. And to all the faithful ones who were striving against evil, John heard the promises made. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. John saw the mercy, the tenderness, and the love of God blending with his holiness, justice, and power. He saw sinners finding a father in him of whom their sins had made them afraid and looking beyond the culmination of the great conflict. He beheld upon Zion them that had gotten the victory stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God and singing the song of Moses and the Lamb. A fear of making the future inheritance seem too material has led many to spiritualize away the very truth which leads us to look upon it as our home. Christ assured his disciples that he went to prepare mansions for them in the Father's house. Those who accept the teachings of God's word will not be wholly ignorant concerning the heavenly abode, and yet, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Human language is inadequate to describe the reward of the righteous. It will be known only to those who behold it. Heaven is a school, its field of study the universe, its teacher the infinite one. A branch of this school was established in Eden, and the plan of redemption, accomplished education, sorry, the plan of redemption accomplished. Education will again be taken up in the Eden school. Are we the faithful ones who are striving against evil? That promise is for us. Him that overcomes will eat the fruit on the tree of life. What is striving against evil? Let's look it up. In the 1828 No Webster's Dictionary, strive is a verb to endeavor with earnestness, to labor hard, to contend, to struggle. The faithful will earnestly labor and struggle to resist evil. Do we know what evil is? What are we struggling against? I looked up the definition of evil and I realized that mainly... It's anything that's outside of God's Ten Commandment principles of love. I looked at love. Love backwards almost spells evil. L-O-V-E, E-V-O-L, E-V-I-L. What are these principles of evil? Or the principles of love, excuse me. The first four have to do with honor and love of God. And the last six, our fellows. If we honor and love our elders if we steal not only people's things but also their reputations if we take life 
not only by violence, but also by feeding people food that shortens their lives. If we bear false witness or commit idolatry, sorry, adultery, including immoral thoughts, if we covet anything from things to character, traits or power or looks, these things are only a smallest of ways that evil can present itself. And the things that we will strive against faithfully. The first step in striving is to think over the principles of love. My God's Ten Commandments gives us a little list that helps us to do this. Let's think about those principles of love. And by contrast, the Holy Spirit will convict you and you will recognize the ways that we failed in those things. Next, let's think about the steps that it would take to make a change in the things that we were convicted on. Just think about the steps. Visualize the first step in your mind. Ask Jesus to convict you. Give it to him. Release ownership of it. Surrender the outcome. Be willing to receive his will in the matter, whatever it is. If you are not willing to receive his will now, what would make us think we would be willing to receive it in heaven? God does not use force. Therefore, if we do not voluntarily release evil, we will be left behind to wake up at the resurrection spoken of by John in Revelation 20, at the resurrection of the wicked, at the end of the thousand years. Oops, too late. Let us strive faithfully against evil. We've been told that it's not the occasional deed or misdeed that will determine the outcome of our life but it's the tenor of our life, or said another way, the general course or tendency of our practices. Let's begin to practice. Time is short. We read that Christ assured his disciples that he went to prepare mansions for them in the Father's house. Human language is inadequate to describe the reward of the righteous, wouldn't you be willing to give up a pathetic sense of humor that does not improve our quality of being like Jesus? Or eating between meals that takes minutes from our lives and fogs our brain? Ask Jesus to reveal your own weak area. He will. Listen for his still small voice of conviction. Heaven is a school. Its field of study, the universe. Its teacher, the infinite one. Eden was a branch of this school. It will not feel like work to learn, for our memory will be perfect. Reading a thing one time it will be enough. Our education will include rest and music, meals and travel, gardening and writing, meditation and many, many other endeavors of the study of all of God's creation that we know nothing of. The pathetic self-indulgence of this world will not seem attractive to us then. Let's ditch them now. I selected two promises. The first one is 1 Peter 4.13. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. On Revelation 2.10, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison 
that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death. I will give you a crown of life. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransomed will shine, I want a gold one that's silver lined. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we never grow old. But someday yonder we will never more wander but walk on streets at our purest goal. Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely. I'm not discouraged, I'm heaven-bound. I'm but a pilgrim in search of the city. I want a mansion, a harp, and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder, we will never more wander, but walk on streets at our purest gold. I want to walk on those streets, brother and sister, don't you? Your Heavenly Father, oh Lord, you have got things planned for us that we cannot even imagine. Our thoughts, our words, our minds are inadequate to visualize it even. But we want to be there because want to be with you. You are father unto us that we've never experienced here on earth. Lord, I pray for these who are here with me this morning. I lift them up to you for your guidance. You convict their heart of what it is they need to release. Help them to take hold of your hand and for the very joy that is set before them to lay down everything that stands in the way. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Please join me again tomorrow morning and let's have a morning worship together and uh, prayer before we begin our day. Be blessed, brother and sister.